0: Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner. It is 1744 on Saturday, March, what is it? 4th, March 4th, 2023 UTC. Uh, I am Sam Minter. Yvonne Bo cannot make it again this week. And uh, once again, I'm doing, you know, I, 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 I know I need to get back to inviting various, a large variety of co-hosts. That is my intention. I had sort of, I had I used to have a method of doing that where I emailed a bunch of people who had wanted to be on the list and I sort of fell out of that and then I was inviting people from the Slack which was great but there're only a handful of people there and there's a wider group that I was emailing and I went back to look at the list of people I was emailing um but a a lot of them are probably no longer wanted the emails like they co-hosted once like 10 years ago. I don't know. I I could send them again. I just felt awkward. uh, So I didn't send it. Um, Anyway, I am doing that thing where I am pegging. That's not the word I used to use for this anchoring there we go uh, I am anchoring this podcast in the correct week uh, making sure I started on Saturday uh, I am probably going to be doing this once again with my son uh, which means I'll, I'll talk by myself for a while about issues of the day and then we'll probably do some media with Alex or you know if he has a specific topic he wants to bring up um, and uh, yeah so uh, that's the plan um, and yeah here's the intro music Here I am back, as promised and as expected. It's like more than a day later, uh, and so it's now Sunday. Uh, but I anchored it in the right week, so I know no one cares but me. But I do, because we have done one show recording per calendar week for however many years it's been. It's been, what, 800 and some. It's This is episode 821, so however many years that many weeks is. And uh, so, yeah, in the, the, putting it out can be the next week. But I anchor it in that. Okay, no one cares. Uh, so one of the reasons that I uh, – so, so agenda, agenda. Uh, we will do a quick but first. Uh, Alex has a but first. He's here with me. And then, uh, well, maybe first I'll, I'll mention one thing really briefly. Of course, whenever I say really briefly, it ends up not being briefly. But we'll see. Then I'm thinking we'll do a subject – a, a segment for, like, serious things, but, like, the only thing I can think of is some trouble. It has been another really, really freaking slow. It's been another one of those stupid... The news has been so slow lately. I mean, of course, there's always things in the news, but there's been nothing dominated. There's been nothing really excited. I can't get into that stupid murder trial that happened that doesn't seem to have, like repercussions outside of that man and his poor family. Um, And, 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 you know, there's, but maybe I'll talk about some Trump stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at my list here and it's, there's all kinds of other things I don't care about. Maybe I'll talk about how that's the case. I don't know. Or maybe I'll just jam through a bunch of these anyway. And then after that, uh, Alex and I will talk about some uh, books and movies and stuff. Uh, and, you know, I say this at the beginning of all of the shows like this. If you're just here for my... Hey, s-
1: I have an idea. Yes? You should do the same thing you do for books and movies. For video games.
0: Only talk about them if I successfully finish them?
1: Yes, that too. That, okay, that so I've
0: never that. successfully finished any so video games. So you game.
1: add video games you find cool to your list. And then,
0: have you talk about you
1: it? You randomly roll it and you play through it, and then rate the game.
0: Are you going to build my console that you bought me for Christmas, like no. a couple of years ago? No. Anyway, uh, as I say on these episodes, if you're here just for the way Yvonne and I banter, that's not going to happen today. So you can skip it and come next week. And so deaf, yeah. Deaf. Yes, yes, Alex is dropping. Alex is 13 by the way for you, those of you who don't know. Go ahead, Alex. I
1: have another idea for you. Yes. So, to make it so that you can get more podcasts done. Like longer than your lifetime.
0: Oh no. Yes.
1: You do. <laughs>
0: Excuse me.
1: One podcast every day for the rest of your life and pretend each one is recorded a week apart and then do what the news was that week 50 years ago
0: you know that i i not the one every day thing because I, who has time for that i don't have time for that but you know and it actually is an interesting idea for a podcast to take some amount of time in the past one year Ten years, twenty years, hundred years, you skipped fifty. You skipped fifty. Well, I skipped a lot ideas. of years. Two, three, four, five, six. Anyway, 7.3 take 7.3 some 7.3 time 7.3. in the past and do a curmudgeon's corner like podcast where you talk about the news of the day, pretending okay. to be from that time in the past. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, you know, a curmudgeon? Then
1: you wouldn't be so fussy about it sounding perfect.
0: Well, we could pretend to sound like old timey radio people if we were doing something from the 1930s or something. That's more than 50 years. That is more than 50 years. It's almost 100. But anyway, my point is come back next week if you just want me and Yvonne. And Siri is trying to talk to me again. It's it's all chaos here. And, I'm not sure I understand. Yeah, nobody understands Siri. Anyway, that is the plan. So the one thing that I was going to mention as my starting thing before I let Alex do his but first is that the reason like I I as soon as I got up essentially on Saturday I recorded that little cold open to anchor the episode because I knew that there was a really good chance I wouldn't record the rest of it on Saturday. And the reason for that even though I'd already gotten Alex's agreement blah 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 I had agreed with Alex that on Saturday I would essentially do nothing else until I got our living room completely clean. Oh, and so you still aren't done yet? Go back downstairs. It's clean enough. Um, well, because when I say clean, I mean tidy, like put away things. Like I don't mean like vacuuming and carpet cleaning and things like that. But the point is, I just wanted to say because this is, and this is one of those things where if Yvonne was here, he would like be absolutely appalled because we have that whole odd couple thing going. The Felix, Felix and Un Felix, it's Felix Unger and. Who's who's the other guy in The Odd Couple? Oscar. Oscar Madison. Uh, where Felix is the neat freak, and that's like Yvonne. And um, o- o- Oscar is, uh, well, like Oscar's a grouch. He's like completely mad. Our, our house is always a disaster. And to give you an idea, to take my living room from where it was, and we're not even going to talk about the rest of the house, uh, the living room, to get it to the point where it was – livable like you could actually use it in a good way like the floor was clear it didn't have trash that needed to be picked up it didn't have dishes lying all over the place whatever it it didn't have remnants of Christmas well other than the tree which I always keep up as I've discussed before but 11 hours took me 11 hours of working in the living room uh, to get it there but I did it 11 hours straight. Well, I I was doing 30 minutes off, 30 minutes of cleaning, followed by 10-minute break, followed by 30 minutes of cleaning, 10-minute break, a couple of longer breaks when got something to eat for myself and Alex, things like that. But otherwise, 30, 10, 30, 10, 30, 10.
1: Longer breaks also when you finish.
0: When I finish?
1: Yeah.
0: When I finish what?
1: Cleaning. Well, yeah. It's a longer break.
0: Well, when I stop. Yeah, because I was done, and, and you know this included like getting things under the couch and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it yeah. should it should give you an idea just how bad it was that it took eleven hours. Now the other thing though is you know I do not optimize for efficiency and time. I optimize for how my brain works. So, for instance, like an I'm going to say a normal person maybe a more neurotypical person than I am, maybe just anybody whose brain is wired a little differently, for instance, would start by grabbing a trash bag and getting all the trash and taking all the trash out and then getting all the dishes and taking them to the sink and doing a couple loads of dishes and then taking all the Christmas presents that had never been put away and taking them and sort of organized that way. No, no, no. I cannot operate that way. I operate geographically, like I start at one end of the room and slowly work my way through the room, getting stuff and putting it where it belongs. And often I'm doing that one item at a time. So I will pick up one item, maybe a few items, like no more than a handful. Like I don't do temporary locations. So like I... I, you know, when I, I, and of course I have a little algorithm in my head for all, how all this works, but like, I don't like moving things to temporary locations. Like, let's take everything of this type and pile it all up together, and then do something with that pile later. Like, if I find an object and I'm like, this is in the living room, but it belongs uh, in the bathroom. Whatever, I'm making up a room then I find myself temper, temper temperamentally unsuited. I have a lot of difficulty just putting that in a, this pile goes to the bathroom. And then once there's enough of it, go to the bathroom and send it. I'll not go to the bathroom, pick it up and take it to the bathroom. No, instead I have to take that one thing to the bathroom and then come back. If I have like something to go to the trash, I take that one thing to the trash. And also like, I do not like grab a trash bag and just fill it. I take it to an existing trash can and then whenever the trash can fills and then whenever the trash can fills up I will take that bag and I will take that out but like I'm not going to make these inter I, it, 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 and and so it's perhaps another kind of person would not have taken 11 hours to do this but because I'm essentially doing it one object at a time or a handful at most objects at a time.
1: I it,
0: it takes me a long time, and all, you know, and it's it's a lot of exercise. I go back and forth. I do. I probably get more exercise when I do one of these cleaning things than anything else. And honestly, I I I actually really enjoy it. <laughs> you know, I our house is a disaster. I hate that it's a disaster. I wish that it was like much more spick and span and organized, and all the clutter was gone, and blah blah blah. And when I do this. Like, I have a lot of fun doing it, but I always wait so long that it's an eleven hour task. I have to clear an entire day to do nothing but this essentially and uh whereas I know I know everybody will say, you know like just do a little bit every day, and it never gets that bad. Well, I'm just not wired that way i i, I I've got all this other stuff to do, and I can't just like sort of if I am on another task. I don't uh, stop to like pick up something and put it in uh, what yes.
1: Can I use your computer?
0: Not right now. We are we, were, we were recording. Anyway, yeah, so you, you get it. I don't know. It's, it's just I this this is why we pay people to help us with the house and stuff when when we can uh, because nobody in this house, nobody is good at sort of keeping things clean as we go as opposed to wait until it is such a big disaster that you absolutely can't stand it and then spend eleven hours to fix it. Okay, that that, that was all I had to say. Any any questions or comments on that? You know, we'll give all the feedback stuff at the end of the show. Okay, Alex, you had a butt first as well. What was your butt first about? You know
1: the dog
0: Yes. So Alex had wanted to talk about our dog Jetski and both Jetski's mental health and apparently Jetski has a cut on his nose. Yes. I, I did not even notice that. When did that happen? I don't
1: know.
0: Okay, so talk about those things. You talk. I, I don't know about either of those things.
1: You know about his mental health?
0: No, no, I don't. Tell me.
1: I can't read his mind.
0: Is that a mental health problem? Should you be able to read his mind? I don't think that's how it works.
1: But if I could read his mind, then I know about his mental health.
0: Is his mental health good?
1: I don't know, since I can't read his mind.
0: So what what, what did you want to talk about his mental health then?
1: What you knew.
0: I, I don't know anything about his mental health. You're the one who brought it up as a topic.
1: Yeah, that doesn't mean you don't know anything.
0: What did you have in mind? I don't know what you were thinking of. See, this is another I cannot read your mind.
1: Yeah, but you can read Jetsky's.
0: <laughs> I, I I can't read Jetsky's mind, and he can't read either.
1: How do you plan to teach him how to
0: read? Um I I hadn't planned to teach him how to read.
1: Well, make a plan and then use that as the butt first instead.
0: Well, I guess we could start the same way you do with small humans and try to get them to associate um, letters with sounds.
1: Okay. How will you do that?
0: Uh, I probably won't. I
1: hate
0: Okay, so what did you, you specifically brought up a, a cut, a, you sure, is a cut, a scratch, what it, what, it, I haven't, I didn't even see, I was, I was playing with this dog an hour ago, what was.
1: Go look at his nose.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to go look at it now, describe it.
1: It is a cut.
0: Okay, like, it looks like he was playing with knives again.
1: Yes, he was playing with knives
0: again. Because exactly. we, we have seen this. Like, we've we've uh, walked into the living room, and the dog is happily running towards us with a knife in his mouth. Okay, stop, stop, stop! And we're back a couple hours later. Uh, it was it, it, it just clear. It but I, I don't know. We Distraction. The things. But anyway. Um... Alex wanted me to talk. He clearly did not want to talk himself about the jet ski stuff. He wanted me to talk about that, which he made clear while we were paused. Anyway, so jet ski stuff that I can think of. One, apparently he does have a scratch on his nose. Alex showed me. He took a picture. Um, It's a small scratch on his nose. Maybe a cut. I don't know. But, you know, look, here's the thing. He's clearly not bothered by it in any way, by the way. It's small, it'll heal. I'm I'm sure this is the result of one of two things. Either my son and the dog were scuffling, as they do several times a day. Like, they just roughhouse and play and blah, blah, blah. And uh, somebody got scratched in the process. That's one possibility. The other is simply that the dog was getting into stuff. And, like, ripping into a package or something, and it scratched his nose. Or, like I said, I, I, I think I mentioned this before, We he, he could have been running around with a knife again. You know, because this dog does that sometimes. Now, you know, it, it's been a little while since the last time, but, you know, it, it's, it, it's a stick. Right? It's a stick. And so if he finds a knife, it's a stick. He'll run around with it. And yes, he has done that before. And this is a big dog. So it's not, yes, I I mentioned how bad our living room was and like, you know, blah, 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 cleaning, blah, blah, blah. But this dog is big enough. He takes things off the counters. He takes things off the tables. You know, the only place that is safe from him is like, you know, the level of like above the refrigerator or on high shelves and things like that. And I'm not even sure about that anymore because he could probably figure out how to push a chair up, get up on the chair, get up on top. I don't know. It could happen. Now, in terms of his mental health, um, he has been on puppy Prozac before because he's a little excitable. But specifically on a couple of occasions now, there have been instances where he has gone after delivery people. Like, if, if they, like, if we're on a walk or something, he's actually very well behaved with anybody that we, you know, encounter, uh, mostly. Once when he was younger, he, he like, jumped after somebody who was like, it's okay, I'm a dog person, I understand, and was like, fine. Uh, and he didn't reach the person because he was on a leash, and he got sort of pulled up in the air, and he... he Learned that that was a bad idea. Um, But like at least one time we were playing with him in the yard and uh, uh, somebody happened to come deliver at that exact moment. uh, And we thought he was in a position where he couldn't get past us without grabbing the leash. So he was just like wandering around sniffing things in our front yard, but no, he got past us scared the living day lights out of that delivery person. I think he snapped at him. No, no, no injuries. No, nothing like that. But and and then uh, uh, as, this is this has happened one other time where my wife and daughter were at the front door, but one of them was inside, one of them was outside, and they had the door open. And a delivery person came, and the dog got past both of them. Um, and in that case, I think uh, the 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 dog did like damaged the person's shirt or something um another time and and the third time i think he did get like enough of a bite that it scratched somebody but like no serious injury but like in any case because of all this of we, yes
1: when to the emergency room
0: yes one of them went to the emergency room just in case they found absolutely no issues they Gave him a Band-Aid and send him home or whatever. It was uh, like a
1: small scratch. It was a
0: small scratch or whatever, Why would but
1: it be so
0: bad. Yeah, but we we paid for the emergency room visit. Just it's like
1: three hundred
0: dollars. I, I forget how much it was. It might have even been more than that. But we paid for the emergency room visit because we're like, look, you know, we don't want any worries here. And anyway, but we were concerned enough about Jatsky that he. You know, because this is the kind of thing where if it's a repeat behavior, do, you know, dogs get put down for this. They force you to put the dog down if he ever does any serious damage. It
1: should be illegal because if a human does the same thing, they don't have to die.
0: Well, yeah. So
1: humans should either also have to die <laughs> in that case or the dogs shouldn't have to die. In
0: that yeah. Case. So anyway, this was mostly when he was... Younger, although the most recent event—I shouldn't say that—it was like a year ago, maybe six. Was it less than a year? Mm -hmm. The most recent time, I don't know. It's been a while, but um, you know, so we were worried about this, and a, we want we we were worried about it. Well, the person who was the most worried about it was mom, my wife. But um, the you know, first of all, we we've gotten much much more careful of like going in or out the door you know whatever he's always you know uh not there or on leash or whatever just because you know we don't want him running past and getting out when he's not supposed to and blah 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 and also you know we got a prescription when that happened uh you know to to give him you know the the little prozac to calm him down and he was on that for a while uh we've actually we have to go back and get a renewal or whatever what or they can determine he doesn't need it anymore because he is much much calmer now in most cases we're also working a lot on conditioning him like it was really tough when our older dog miley was here uh who passed away uh in december um but because you know, he, he kind of had to do things with them together and uh, it made it harder to just randomly take him out um, because one, you know, if we took him and not the other dog, the other dog would get jealous and blah, blah, blah. So it was much more of a thing. But now we're, we're, we've are we been making a conscious effort to take him out where he can encounter random people more and more often, uh, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, and so, like, we've been taking him to get whoa we've been taking him to get pup cups at Starbucks and stuff like that and yeah you know, whereas and he, you can already tell he's calming down like it used to be you go through a drive-through and he would bark his head off and be like who is this person and why are they coming up to my car even though we were actually coming up to them and he'd be barking and barking and like I'm defending this car to the death um and uh, but more recently like we went today a few hours ago, And he roughed at them a bit, but he wasn't doing, like, aggressive, scared barking because he's starting to learn that he might get a treat out of the deal. Um, And uh, we've been doing more and more walks and making sure to, like, you know – not pull him away from potential encounters with people, but let him have them so that he can get used to them after, of course, talking to the people or whatever if necessary. and and keeping tight control so that you know he can't actually do anything. but and he's calming down. He has been super, super calm unlike walks. And he's actually gone around people. Like if he's feeling like nervous about somebody who's coming up on the sidewalk, rather than get aggressive, he himself is initiated going around at a safe distance. So very, very good. Lots of progress there. Now, of course, the thing is, those are places where we are out and about. It's different from somebody comes into our yard. So we're still working on that. Like, you know, we, we, we do only the contactless deliveries so people will leave stuff on our porch. But he's still like, whenever, like, somebody knocks on the door or the – he actually – he recognizes, like, we, we added these we ring systems. The yeah, we we added this the, the ring cameras uh, a few months back. And, the, you know, we have it set up so that, you know, our Alexa will say – oh, sorry for anybody whose Alexa I just activated um, – uh, uh, Alexa play music from 1937. Okay. There you go. Enjoy that. Anybody out there who has an Alexa. Um, anyway, um, it says, you know, there's motion on the porch or there's motion in the driveway and it changes and says, there's a person on the porch. If there's a person and jet ski recognizes the difference apparently, but like if, if it says there's a person on the porch, he could be uh, lying asleep in the house somewhere and he jumps up, goes to the front door to bark at them. Uh, we still have to work on that. Uh, cause he can be intimidating the, the other day, even though there was a closed door, we watched a delivery person come, they were on the porch, dog started barking at them and he, he, he got intimidated, I guess, and started turning around to go back to the car without dropping off the food. And I guess he was going to text us or something, but, uh, I I came to the door and came out and was like, it's okay, I'll get the food from you, like, whatever. And you know, locked door between him and the dog, but the dog was hyper excited and barking and blah blah blah. Now, most of the time, like, you know, even even when he's nipped these people, like, I'm not convinced it's always an aggressive nip. Nip, but like, if you don't know the because do- like when he gets excited, he'll he'll you know he'll 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 jump he'll be excited he'll like try to lick you on the face whatever and yeah he needs to calm that stuff down and as he's getting older he is calming down and you know a a lot of this was you know missed socialization when he was really small because he jumped off a couch and like broke his kneecap or something and so like we had we had to take him out of stupid puppy training class because he was injured for like, and then yeah, anyway, he's doing much better. (laughs) He's, he's much calmer than he was uh, as he ages. And so hopefully he'll be fine. And we're still being careful to make sure like we can control those circumstances because he's super, super friendly, you know, once you get to know him, but if you don't know him, he's, here's this hundred plus pound dog running up to you and jumping and excited and blah, blah, blah. And maybe hostile if he's defending what he determines is his territory. So we are, we are working on all that. So if anybody has any advice on that kind of stuff, uh, please uh, send feedback in all the ways that we will say at the end, but you can find them at curmudgeon-corner.com. Okay. Now, I believe that was it for the butt first. So one more butt. Oh, 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 oh no! Oh no! One more butt first.
1: Uh, story of Doctor's Pups movie.
0: Uh, what about it? Everything
1: I, I, you know. Just say everything you know about it.
0: Everything you know about it. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. So do that. So do that. Right now. Right now. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, Alex wants to... He has written a story called the story of... He is climbing all over the place while I'm trying to talk, which is not conducive to me talking. Get down. Anyway, uh, he has written a story of Dr. Miss Pup's thing, which is uh, has as a character our dog Miley, who I mentioned died in December, um, as well as a bunch of other people... And family members and things and creatures and. What
1: are you talking about? It
0: it it's got other. It's got Jetsky and Roscoe as dogs. It's got me. It's got you. It's got mom. It's got Amy. It's got, uh, right? At
1: the at the very end, there's one sentence.
0: Okay, fine. That
1: mentions everyone except you. You were um in chapter
0: eight. Fine. Anyway, because
1: uh, of a phone call.
0: Yes. Anyway, he has written this thing. He's been he's been uh the first draft of it he wrote several years ago and he's been constantly going back and editing and revising and adding and blah 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 and there are sequels to it and all this other stuff. And he wants to make an animated movie out of it. So he's been assigning tasks to myself and his sister to try to, he's now been fired.
1: Uh,
0: okay, he fired his sister recently, um, and uh, you know he's been learning animation tools like Blender to try to do some of it. Uh, and he's been uh, uh, he he had me earlier today, and he's still climbing. All of like thirty it. minutes ago. He, he's try, He's trying to have me like write up, like, what are the steps in making an animated movie? And, of course, I don't know, so I'm looking it up online and trying to synthesize it, and it's stuff like, you know, do the storyboards and decide on a style and do the thing and the, the character design and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I did that. Don't you
1: have to decide on the style before making the storyboard?
0: Not necessarily, because the same the same storyboard like, could I carry could, be carried like, out in multiple styles.
1: It could be style of animation, but, like, style of story. No, no, it's the this,
0: style of animation. Anyway, that's all I know about the story of Doctor Miss Pumps. Okay. So, okay, we're taking a break, and we'll uh, yeah. When I come back, I'll try to talk about some newsy stuff. But like, like I said, it's it's not a great news week. And I don't by that I don't mean there's lots of bad news. I mean there's just not a lot that's like meaty that I feel like talking about. But we'll see after this.
1: Talk about the news exactly 50 years ago.
0: Not this time. I am not prepared for that. After this break! You're supposed to say do, do, do. Do, do, do.
1: Alex Emzila. Alex Emzela is awesome. Its videos are fun. And today, once again, we have one of our most loyal subscribers here to tell you how awesome Alex Emsel is. I'd say on a rate from 1 to 10, Alex Emsola is awesome at, I don't know, 37, 82. He's pretty radical. His videos are phenomenal. They're full of creativity. And they're
0: they're so funny and exciting to watch. Wow,
1: what happened to your voice then, Amy? Was that dad pretending to be you because the audio was distorted when it really wasn't because... I told him to? Yes. Good job on remembering, Dad.
0: Do, do, do! Okay, I'm back, and Alex has left for this boring newsy section. Uh, Maybe he'll be back for media later, maybe he won't. I don't know. He's being a moody 13-year-old. Surprise. Surprise. Um, Anyway, because that never happens to 13-year-olds. 13-year-olds are never moody never go back and forth and just, yeah, whatever you, you guys know you've all, probably all of our listeners have been 13 at some point in the past. I don't think we got any very many zero to 12 year olds watching this list, listening, watching, listening. Anyway, news, as I was saying, I've been so frustrated. Like, and I I guess this is good, right? I mean, they are, Well, look, there are lots of things going on. There are lots of very serious things going on. So I do not want to diminish that. There are laws being passed that are extremely harmful to transgender people, for example. There is still the aftermath of the Turkey-Syria earthquake going on. There are more... every, Every... week there are a couple of these mass shootings some of them make more news some of them don't there is yeah, there, there, there are continuous developments on the donald trump cases from mar-a-lago to the woman he raped to the eugene carroll case um to his financial stuff there's more fox news dominion developments um, there's the whole lab leak thing. Um, you know, the, the Dilbert guy. Um yeah, and there's there's news from the UK about the deal on Northern Ireland. There's the CPAC where like they are completely off the rails. But at least recently, the last few weeks to couple months, it seemed like there's not an, oh my God, there's no choice, but we must talk about this particular thing because there is a massive event that happened that is dominating. You know, like all of the things I mentioned are important. They are all things that we should be talking about, deserve attention, et cetera. But they all seem like, continuations of trends of sort of the boil the frog kind of metaphor thing, even though it's turned out that's not true, right? Like if you actually stick a frog in a pot of water and slowly raise the temperature, it will jump out before it boils. You know, it it just will. You, you don't actually trick it by slowly. Anyway, but the it, it they all seem like, things that we've been talking about for a while that do see additional developments like the, you know, a law is passed here. A court case happens here. There's a new document revealed. There is a, um, you know, we, we hear about a new motion in the courts or there's a new subpoena issued or whatever There, there's been more about like, you know, Jack Smith, the, the special prosecutor for Trump has been, uh, more subpoenas have been going out almost every week. And some of them, like, uh, the vice, he subpoenaed, uh, vice president Pence and, uh, Pence indicated that he would be fighting the subpoena, but, didn't actually submit any court motions to that effect yet. When Jack Smith goes ahead and submits to the court, yeah, we want to compel the testimony. We're not waiting. To, we're not going to negotiate here. We're not going to wait for him to do whatever. Just please compel this. And of course, Pence can weigh in. But like, what, But these are all additional developments on things that have been going on a long time. And is there anything new to the story that is surprising. I don't know. Like, and it feels like everything has been that way lately. Um, And it's easy in that case to sort of get into that mode of like, yeah. Okay. Latest development on Trump. Who cares? We've had, latest developments on Trump since 2015 in one form or another and you know until we get to the point where it's actually like the man is going to trial yeah you know, not even the an indictment but like the you know a trial is starting or he's being arrested or, or whatever until we get to that point it's like okay things are developing uh, and in terms of the horrible, horrible things going on in red states that we keep hearing reports about as well. Like, yeah, I mentioned the, the you know, the laws against various transgender things that are just, you know, Tennessee just passed a new one. Awful. We, uh, you know, we hear about like the situation in Texas where they're setting up to take kids away from their parents because they consider gender affirming care abuse and that kind of thing is spreading. And, uh, you know, anti gay stuff is spreading as well in various places. And um, the, the the abortion restrictions are continuing to like spread and gel. And, you know, the latest is, uh, you know, there's some proposal in Texas. I think it was Texas uh, to actually bind ISPs to restrict access to websites providing information, which, you know, immediate thought is, well, of course, first of all, it's just a proposal. It hasn't passed, hasn't been signed yet, but knowing the, the way things are going, it could be. And the natural reaction was, well, of course, even if it did, that's an obvious violation of first amendment rights. That wouldn't go anywhere. The courts would strike it down immediately. But at this point with the Supreme court, as it is, it's not safe to assume that like maybe, maybe not who the fuck knows. Um, And these, these are awful developments. If, if I was living in a red state, I would, at this point, you know, I I don't know that I could stay. Like I at at this moment I don't I you know I am not transgender I am not gay I'm a, a cis white male, but if I was in any of the groups being attacked by these folks, you'd have to consider it. And even if you weren't in those groups, like. I guess this is the question of do you stay and fight to try to improve those things or do you realize that you're living in a toxic environment that especially if you have kids, you don't necessarily want them exposed to? You know, because some of this crap might rub off on them. But then if you leave, you're sort of giving up the field. I don't know, but it would have to be part of the thought process, right? I mean, you know, especially in places that have like you know, trifectas where the Republicans are in charge of all branches of government in the state and, and can pretty much do what they want. Uh, I mean, I, I you know, I, I Yvonne mentioned on the other day, if they, if certain things happen, he would have to think of moving. Now, of course, he was talking about like breaking up the United States into red and blue sections, but presumably there's some sort of line there, too. Um, and I don't know what my line would be. I feel very lucky to to live in a state that is currently a blue trifecta. And I feel like I don't I mean, the, the direct effect on me and my neighbors isn't that big. But you know, there as I was saying last week, there's lots of even the bluest areas have a significant red minority. And in my area, there are very red sections not that far away from where i am the you know my neighborhood is very purple you know the, so there i have lots of red neighbors i don't know exactly which ones they are but i know they're there and you know i would you know i would be lying if i didn't say that sometimes makes me nervous because at this point it really is breaking down into and I know I've said this before and I'll move on quickly, but there, are, these are not places where these are not the kinds of issues where, you know, like you're arguing about tax rates and somebody, one person says they it should be 30% and the other person says it should be 10% and you just say, oh, okay, let's, let's just meet in the middle and make it 20% these are not those kinds of issues where you can come up with like a natural compromise that nobody gets quite what they want, but everybody's kind of okay with it. You're you're talking about basic human rights and basic values and what is an okay way to live and what's an okay way to treat other people and what is not. And, you know, where you get these people sort of trying to make impossible for certain people to live and be themselves they want to force people back into the closet both transgender and gay and all of this stuff and they and and, you know they want to and on the racial issues as well they want to deny history and this is not the kind, and election denial, Every everything. These are not the kinds of things where you can just say, oh, let's agree to disagree. Or let's meet in the middle. They just aren't. Okay, so I, I detoured onto that comfortable rant because I've had it many times before. Uh, but I guess the bottom line on all this is just like all of this, you know, we are in, somewhat of a doldrums, it seems like, in terms of everything sort of being continuations of the before rather than an abrupt new, oh, my God, this horrible thing just happened and we have to talk about it. And I guess I, I, I'm not calling for a new horrible thing to happen or even a new ginormous great, great thing, you know, but, you know, for for a few months, you know, we, we, we And even more, like, you know, for the entire Trump administration, it was barely a slow week. There were a few, but there were barely a slow week. There was always something. Uh, Since the Biden administration, things have calmed down a little bit. And I guess that's okay, but I am worried, I guess, that some of these things are going under the radar because... They're not the big bang national thing. It's the Tennessee just passed a law. Texas is doing a thing. Florida is doing a thing. You know, they just had CPAC and a whole bunch of people are making downright evil comments, you know, Um, and none of them are reaching that threshold of attention grabbing. And maybe they should. And maybe the answer to this is, you know, Sam, rather than bitch about how there are no big issues, take one of these things and really dig into it and talk about it and talk about how that Tennessee law is bad and how it's threatening or the Texas, the Texas attempt to censor media or all of these people like trying to mess around with what's available in libraries especially school libraries and and all you know pick one of these things that i've mentioned and really dig into it and and maybe that's the right thing to do um but i didn't i suck i'm sorry uh instead i just complain about there's all these little things I mean, yeah. Do you want me to dig into the lab leak versus the animal market thing? I mean, even there, it's like there was a big flurry of news stories, but basically they said the same thing we've known for a year and a half, which is there's no expert consensus. There is an expert consensus that it wasn't a biological weapon. It wasn't an intentional release of something uh, or, or even an intentional development of something that could be released. It, you know, it, it was. Either it developed naturally in, 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 in animals or whatever, or there was a lab doing research and there was an accident and some escaped. Um, the scientific evidence points strongly towards the natural development case, but it's not definitive. It, it, they can't rule out that it came from a lab. The intelligence agencies, on the other hand, or at least some of them, lean towards it was probably a lab leak. But it's not because of analysis of the science, presumably because they're intelligence agencies, it's because they've got some sort of behind the scenes chatter or something, or evidence of doctors talking to each other. I don't know what they've got, but they feel, but the bottom line is we don't know. We can't rule out either of them. It's 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 in uh, this low confidence for the new one that was talked about this week, which was actually a reiteration of something that was said a year ago. Um, so again, it's a continuation. Nothing has actually changed with what we know about that. It's just some agency re- reiterated the opinion they had a year ago in a new document and a new testimony. And so everybody's talking about it again. But we... Th- th- it's the same as it always was and it seems like a lot of these like that where it's like the new developments are incremental now they could be really bad for the people that are affected but the, the new developments are incremental so it gets it's harder to talk about in that way and that's why i think like everybody was talking about that stupid trial that murder trial and again like it's i guess it's exciting or dramatic or whatever or I actually tried to avoid it like whenever, you know, normally when I'm working and stuff, I'll, I'll put on like one of the news channels just to have on in the background, usually MSNBC, sometimes CNN. Um, but every time I flipped it on and the, had the trial on, I just turned it off again and put on music or something because I'm like, that guy's poor family, I, I feel bad for them. He was apparently a crook before he became a murderer, and he's an all-around bad guy. But there's no... I don't know. I'm frustrated. And I know this is selfish. It's just about wanting things to talk about. And I really should dig in. I should dig oh, We could talk about the Dilbert guy. I don't want to talk about the Dilbert. I don't want to talk about the Dilworth guy. He got what was coming for him. He deserved it. Next, um, I don't know. I th- I I don't have anything. I I could. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stretch this out for the point of stretching this out. I could take any one of those topics I talked about and talk for like five or ten minutes on it. But the whole point is, I don't want to. They they are not tripping me that way so i'm gonna pause and take another break and this break will once again probably be longer than the break itself for me and for alex um and i'll wait and see if uh yeah we'll we'll talk some media afterwards i got some books well no i got yeah i i got books and movies and tv shows and all this kind of stuff uh i don't know how many we'll get to um I'll either talk about some Solo or I'll have Alex join me. He's he's watched all of these movies and TV shows with me. Uh, He has not read the book I have here with me. Um, But uh, he may or may not want to join us. Do you care? I I don't know. I I am rambling. This is why it's better when I have Yvonne. And even when I don't have Yvonne, I should get a proper co-host. Like I said at the beginning, I fell out of that. My I had a standardized method where whenever Yvonne couldn't make it, I'd send a little note and see who answered and blah, blah, blah. And somehow I got out of that pattern. And one of my neurodivergent things is if I'm doing something consistently with a pattern and then I stop and I miss it even once, it is incredibly hard for me to restart it. That's one of the reasons why it's so important for me to have that little anchor at the beginning of the show to be able to say I never missed a show. Because once I miss one, then in my brain it'll be, well, there's no point in ever doing it again. Because that's just how my brain works. So there are lots of things that I did consistently over and over and over for years. And then I miss it. And then I'm done. Never do it again. So, with all that in mind, <laughs> let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some movies and books and TV shows and stuff, depending on which ones I get to. Back after this. What, what? No, that was bad. Hello. Oh. That was That was bad. No, no, I don't like that. Either. Once upon what, what? a rainbow, <mumbles> you were on the floor. Eating <laughs> the bugs that you found upon my face. No, what? what? Five. Okay, we are back again and it is time for media. Alex is with me. Who knows if he'll have something to say or not. And I am prepared to speak about a few things. We'll see how long it takes. Well, I, I don't know. I Maybe, boo boo boo. Anyway, we'll start off. I'm going in order for my oldest things that I have not talked about on the show yet. So starting out, watched last September. The treasure of the Sierra Madre from 1948. Okay. Treasure of the Sierra Madre. What, what, what is that? And why? I mean, you know, it's, you know, I have my lists. I have, I have my lists that I go through and, and treasure of the Sierra Madre was again from the AFI list, the top 100 best movies of the first hundred years. Um, and this is number thirty. we've made it up to thirty after almost that many years since the stupid list came out um jeez <coughs> uh anyway it's it's number thirty on the list um and basic plot summary i I should do basic plot summary right um reading from wikipedia it's uh th- there's this guy he he he's trying to. Okay. It's set in 1925 in Mexico. This guy comes in uh, and gets a deal to act. He, he he gets hired to do like constructing oil rigs or whatever, but the guy who hired him skips out, doesn't pay them. They encounter some guy and they decide to go searching for gold and to try to strike it rich in the wilderness or whatever. And then they have a whole adventure and you know, do they trust each other? What's the deal? Who can, who, who, you know, as, as they find stuff spoiler, they find stuff. Um, you know, do they, do they turn on each other or do they work together or how does blah, 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 blah. And, uh, they have a whole adventure. Um, and you know, I, I, I actually liked it. Um, I am going to give it a thumbs up. Um, it was. I'm not sure if it deserves to be like one of the best hundred movies, but it was a good movie. It was okay. I, I liked it. Um, I, it kept my attention. Um, I. But. Yeah, but, but.
1: At the end.
0: At the end. Yeah, spoilers. Those
1: people are so stupid. They're like, oh, look at these little bags of sand
0: yes yeah at at the end the fortune was lost because people who didn't know what it was scattered it to the winds um and i guess that was part of the point of it is they like they had these intense adventures they went in through all this stuff they got you know enough gold that it would be worth a fortune it would make huge differences to each other and um you know, more spoilers, uh, they turn on each other. Uh, there's, like, one of them is, like, the honest guy. But the, the others sort of are not really reliable. The people die. That's they're, what
1: happened.
0: are things lost. What? That's
1: what happened. What, what is it? What? what if the people was
0: honest? Yeah. I mean, he was, really. Or maybe it was two of them. Yeah, it
1: was two
0: it of was them. It was two of them were honest. Or
1: the third one ran away.
0: The third one ran, well, but he died at the
1: end. Yes. The third
0: one tried to steal all their stuff. And then died. And tried to kill them and stuff. and, And then died. And then died. And I guess, like, part of the point of the movie was they all worked so hard on this and it was all worth nothing in the end. And, you know. And the one guy who turned on them, he could have been a rich man if he'd just worked with everybody anyway it was it was good uh it had it's a humphrey bogart movie uh well humphrey bogart is is you know is he the main guy anyway it's humphrey bogart movie and um let's see do i recognize any of the other cast members john john houston um but he was uncredited, apparently, in a small part. Uh, Humphrey Bogart's the only real one that I recognize for sure. Um, anyway, it was good. It was fine. It was apparently based on a novel. Um, you know, again... I it
1: wasn't based on a non-existent
0: novel. Yes, some things we've watched recently have been based on non-existent novels. But in any case, um, thumbs up. But I don't know that it really deserves... Being the thirtieth, thirtieth best movie of the first hundred years of movies, that seems a little excessive. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was
1: though. only hundred years of movies.
0: Well, right. It
1: was only the first hundred years of
0: movies. Correct. But still, it, it seems like a little. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I presume it's got it. Historically, it probably broke some ground and stuff like Better that. Better
1: than some newer movies.
0: True, like it, it, you know, the Wikipedia page mentions that it was one of the first Hollywood productions to be shot on location outside the U.S. Okay, fine. Although there apparently were some studio things, um, yeah. Um, but you know, like, like I said, a good good movie, good 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 movie, just not necessarily like oh my god it's the best movie well the, the 30th best movie um yeah and by the way this top 100 list i just looked it up was released in 2007 so what 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 how many years ago was 2007 you know 2023 minus 2007 wait yeah, six,
1: 23 minus 7
0: Oh, no, the updated list was in 2007. Sorry, when was the original? You know, Wikipedia makes this complicated for me. Uh, Okay, 2007. So it was first 1997. So 2023 minus 1997. 26 years. It's been 26, and I have watched... You know, we're on number 30 now, so that means I've watched 70, right? Wow. So that means I've been watching two to three movies a year <laughs> from this list. But, you know, I, I'm getting there. I'm, I, I, yeah, so. Anyway anyway moving on i, I th- thumbs up it was a good movie do yeah it's it's worth watching uh it's it is sort of you know it's that 1940s kind of movie but uh I liked it anyway it it did not feel like some old movies I really have a hard time getting into but i i I've mentioned before it seems like that's middle years like 60s and 70s movies I have a harder time getting into than like 1940s movies are I, I I I like resonate more with 40s than I do with some of those decades in between. Anyway, moving on, the next thing uh, is in November. Um, I saw Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and there are a couple things that are unique about this uh, for me. Um, it was the first movie I saw in the theater. Since before the pandemic, um, I went to it with my wife as sort of a date night. She was going to go with it to people, to, you know, to sort of her circle of political people were going to go to it. Uh, but then uh, she, something came up. I think she actually had a fender bender in her car. Yes, was that right? She, had, Yeah, she had a fender. She had a fender bender in her car. Um and so therefore was not able to attend with her friends. So like I, I took her out to it the next weekend or whatever. Um, and I did take off my mask to eat popcorn. Uh, I know, I admit it. Um, I did not get COVID. It's a good thing.
1: How do you know?
0: Oh, we tested and stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. It, it was back in November. You know. Anyway. Alex is clicking, playing a video game while we're playing Terraria while we talk. Anyway, um, bottom line on Macon, I really liked the first Black Panther. I I think it was really good. I enjoyed it. Big thumbs up. This one, um, I think I'm also going to give it thumbs up, but it's a more lukewarm thumbs up. It was okay. And, you know, obviously... um, the 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 actor who played black panther in the original one um died of cancer um so is not in this movie um that would be that would be Chadwick Boseman uh died of colon cancer um so obviously he could not be in this movie um a big part of this they, they so they killed his character too they didn't recast him and a big part of this movie was basically mourning his loss it essentially starts with his funeral uh well it, it, it's it starts with uh his death i guess but he doesn't die on screen um and then it goes to his funeral and then wait, all wait wait wait, wait. How yes? does he, die? he dies of a disease You know, I guess they wanted to parallel, like, the death of the actual actor. He dies of a, you know, he's this big superhero, but he gets a disease. It's unspecified in the movie, but it's kind of implied it's the same kind of cancer or something. And they, they try everything they can. But even with the sort of miraculous Wakandan technology, they could not save him. Which
1: does not make sense. It's kind of like when I have to make excuses for why... Act, the creatures of Aqua don't use their high tech technology to help people of Earth.
0: Right, that that's the world that the story of Doctor Miss Pups that we mentioned earlier is set in. Anyway, um, and so the rest of the movie is just sort of everything that results from the chaos of Wakanda losing its leader um, and. Uh, and and then there's a battle with another sort of lost kingdom. Like Wakanda was hidden for many years. And then there's this underwater kingdom, same thing. Uh, And, you know, I, the parts that were sort of directly mourning the death, I think were very, very powerful and worked well. The rest of the movie just sort of, it was fine as an action movie, as a superhero movie, as a whatever, but it, it didn't really catch me in the same way that the first movie did, or, you know, I, you really felt that the fact that that guy was gone, that, you know, they couldn't actually continue with the main Black Panther character that existed before, and of course, bef- well, they, could have they could have recast it. But they they didn't, and it would have been different if they'd recast him. And, of course, by the end of the movie, there is a new Black Panther. Um, But I kind of feel like they picked the wrong character to be the new Black Panther, and it wasn't really a powerful choice. And I don't know. Um, And and the battle between the two things is sort of resolved very quickly too it's sort of like there's this big battle building and then all of a sudden it's resolved i don't know it it, again for what it is it was good i mean good superhero movie blah 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 whatever but it wasn't great so i'm not going to give it a thumb sideways but i will i will give it a a a somewhat hesitant thumb up thumb up thumb up you know like i said good but not great Okay, which I guess, you know, this is where, like, maybe I should be doing stars instead of thumbs up, thumbs down. some side. It's a thumbs up. Go see it. It's a fun little superhero movie, but it's not more than that. Okay, and by the way, Alex did not see that. That was just me and my wife, Brandy. Like, we went to see it by ourselves without the kids. First time we'd done that in a long time, too. So, anyway. Next up. Is also one that Alex knows nothing about uh, because it's a book I read. It's actually I, I this one I say read. I use that interchangeably. This was an audio book, so I listened to this book.
1: It shouldn't count as a book.
0: Um, it, it shouldn't count as a book. Okay, what, what it should
1: count as like a podcast or
0: something? It's not a podcast. It, it I do keep the list separate. Like if you like my. I, I keep the list of books I've read with actual words different from the audible books I yeah I keep two separate lists. So I do keep them separate. But I still k- kind of consider it reading, but it's it's consuming the book. Let's put it that way. Um, anyway, it was how to You're read the book. What? You're
1: eating books.
0: Well, no, I'm not eating the book.
1: And how else would you consume
0: with my mind
1: you eat that egg and it something's the wolf
0: the wolf okay anyway the book is how to read the air by dana mengestu um it is here's here's a summary a heartbreaking literary masterwork about love family and the power of imagination which confirms Mengestu's reputation as one of the brightest talents of his generation. Um, And going on in the description, um, one early September afternoon, Yosef and Miriam young Ethiopian immigrants who have spent all but their first year of marriage apart, set off on a road trip to their new home in Peoria, Illinois to Nashville, Tennessee in search of a new identity as an American couple. Soon their son Jonas will be born in Illinois. 30 years later, Yosef has died, and Jonas needs to make sense of the volatile, generational, and cultural ties that have forged him. How can he envision his future without knowing what has come before? Leaving behind his marriage and job in New York, Jonas sets out to retrace his father, his mother and father's trip and weave together a family history that will take him from the war-torn Ethiopia of his parents' youth to his life in the America of today, a story, real or invented, that holds the possibility of reconciliation and redemption. Okay, so here's the thing: um, heart heartbreaking literary masterwork or not, I'm giving this a thumbs down. <laughs> um, I did not enjoy it, um, and I, I guess the sort of what they they call this the literary genre. I generally have not found a lot of resonance with um, they, you know, here, there are a few things. First, there was a lot of skipping backwards and forwards in time, like not in terms of this is all about a, you know, it mentions 30 years later, Joseph has died. Jonas needs to do what blah, blah, blah. And so the whole movie, basically, while it's set, in the present of him doing this trip, it's all flashbacks to things that have happened in his own marriage, and his own relationship, in his perceptions of his parents as children, in stories he's heard from his parents about what happened before he was born, about things he's reconstructed, They're themes of sort of what's really true versus what's made up because at various points in the story. uh, He, he makes up things either about his own personal history um, or about others. Uh, Like at one point he, he has a job where he's helping people uh, with immigration and with their applications for asylum and things like that. Um, And he talks about how he has fun to sort of, sort of, making up and embellishing the stories that come from these people where, yeah, okay, really they want, they they just want to come because of X, but he knows their application will only go through if they say something else. So he helps like make up a whole backstory and things like that. He talks about that. And then he does the same thing for himself, uh, you know, where he, he encounters somebody and he tells this whole story about this whole direction his career is going which is completely false and ends up you know causing problems for him because he did that and you know and then there's a lot about you know just how he met his wife how their relationship developed how their relationship fell apart and you know with sort of vignettes of little experiences they had um and i guess you're supposed to sort of absorb this in sort of some larger experiential way and sort of understanding sort of the feelings around the whole thing and the resonate with the emotion. And there are various places where it's clear they're trying to do sort of some you're supposed to think of the comparison about what he did versus what his parents did versus how the legacy of what his parents did affects his current relationship and all that kind of stuff. And I just kept thinking, I don't care. I'm sorry. Like I, okay. Why do I care? Um, And also of course it, it, it had a big part of it was also sort of, this is the, the experience of the children of immigrants who are sort of first generation Americans, but still very, very much influenced by their, their, their parents' migration story. Um, And of course, I, I don't have that, but I, you know, I would have hoped that you know, reading such a story, I could really feel and resonate and sort of learn from that. But I don't feel I ever really did. And sort of the form of it got in the way. The sort of, um, the sort of, very highbrow way of saying a lot of things and the back and forth in time and the this is a flashback, this is, you know, this is current and the possible un. You know, untrusted narrator and all of this kind of stuff, and I, I, I understand all of those literary artifacts and things, but to me, they get in the way of a more straightforward story. And like, let me have a plot and an adventure that happens and a whatever that's less in the mind and more in terms of what actually happens. And maybe that makes me sort of um, narrow. Not well cultured. I don't know, but it, it just didn't resonate with me and I didn't like it. Now, was it a well constructed novel? I, I probably. You know, people think it's a literary masterwork. So it must be, yeah, there must be some things like that that like people really love about it, but that's not the kind of thing that makes me like a book. Like this is, I just, no. So thumbs down for me. Uh, if you like that kind of literary, book that's just like people living their lives and talking about their feelings and experiences without a whole lot of plot. They're just like, you know, I, I mean the actual plot, I guess, like the said in this last paragraph is he goes on a trip to find out things about his parents' relationship. If you like that kind of thing, maybe you'll like it. I did not. I Anyway. So that, that's it for me. Um, You know, I know you didn't read the book. What did you think of what I said about it?
1: Great book. Best book ever. I should um, rebuild the story of Dr. Miss Pups as a copy of it, but replacing the, all the names of Miley.
0: Ah. So when we finish reading together the book we're cur- the books we're currently reading together, I should read you this one. No. No? Okay.
1: Because already know all I need to.
0: Okay. Next up. How, how, how long have we been going? Let's see. Uh, what, 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 should I do one more book? Or two more things? Two more things. Two more things. So a total of six. A total of six. Yeah, sure. Okay, that, that's a lot. <laughs> do, do, do. Sam is horrible at arithmetic. So far, Sam and Alex have reviewed three things. Two movies and a book. If they review two more, they will have done five. Five is not six. Three plus two equals five. Not six. Sam is horrible at arithmetic. Do, do, do. Okay, next up. A book that I read out loud to Alex over the course of a variety of years. How long did this take us? Let me check. Let me check. I've got, I've got the list because, of course, I keep track of everything. Um, this was The Restaurant at the End of the Universe, the second book in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy trilogy. Um, we read it electronically on Kindle, so it doesn't really have pages, but it's 256 pages, which is not very long. Uh, it took us six 148 days to read this whole thing, uh, which averages out to 0.4 pages a day, uh, which is not very much. But of course, remember, like when we do these kinds of things, when you know, it's not we're reading half a page a day every day. It's we read a bunch of pages once and then go weeks before reading anymore. Um, and you know, so it it, it takes a while sometimes. Um, we started in March 2021 and finished in December 2022. Anyway, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, um, Douglas Adams. Um, I I enjoy these. I the, you know I enjoy Douglas Adams humor to a degree. Um, we are now reading the third one in the series, so I'm I'm having yeah, I have to distinguish myself did not give my thoughts on the third book because we're not done with it yet. But basically after the events of the original Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book, which I won't go through, um, they go to the restaurant and then they have a series of other adventures and there turns out to be a, this is all in the first book the earth gets destroyed and it turns out that the earth was a giant computer meant to find the uh, sorry spoilers uh to find the the answer to the question no the question to the answer of 42 which was the answer to life, the universe, and everything. But the question wasn't well specified because life, the universe, and everything. And so this massive supercomputer, which was the Earth, was set up and ran for millions of years, and then it got blown up. Um, the second book uh, has, you know, after they found all this out and moved on, they're, they go to the restaurant, they meet up with some people, they have some adventures, they end up back, you know, trapped on this planet, um, and with some people who were obviously the early ancestor. Okay, I, I'm being coy. Forget it. Spoilers all the way. Okay, they and they they lay they land on this planet and determined that it was actually prehistoric Earth. So they landed once again on this computer, but they realized that because they crashed there with a bunch of other aliens well they were human shaped aliens but they were aliens who were sort of the rejects from a civilization who decided to trick all of the people that they were they thought were stupid and were a waste and were not a good part of society and they tricked them that the planet was going to have to be evacuated and they all left uh and the the original people actually ended up dying as well because they found out they actually needed some of the people they left like they they they, they <sighs> do I have to tell the some of the jokes from the book the one of the groups that was sent off as useless was people who specialized in cleaning telephones, and so the planet that had kicked them off ended up dying and going extinct from a pandemic caused by dirty telephones. Anyway, all of the people they kicked off were the ones that crash-landed on this planet that turned out to be prehistoric Earth, and it turns out they were out computing the Neanderthals, and so they had contaminated the whole computer anyway, so that the answer was—the the, the whole thing that was going to be—and the Earth had been destroyed, by the way, minutes before the answer was going to be given, or the question, or whatever, and it was all contaminated anyway. Anyway, and that's the end of the book. Um, Thumbs up. I like the series. I, I like the first two books. The fir- the second book isn't quite as good as the first one, I think. But the first two together sort of make up a a nice... The second book really wraps up a lot of the things from the first book, it seems. Um, now, obviously, there are more books in the trilogy. There are actually more than three books in the trilogy, which makes it not a trilogy. They call it the increasingly you know, inaccurately named Hitchhiker's Trilogy. Um, but... Uh, the first two go together nicely. And I think they're, they're both pretty good. First one's a little bit better than the second. It's these are, these are, these are funny, stupid, you know, jokey science fiction. And it's fun. I I, I thought it was fun. It's the reason I was reading it to Alex is that this is one of the books that I remember fondly from when I was, you know, younger. Um, it does seem somewhat like teenage humor. Like, I can feel like this is, it probably resonated with me more as a teenager and was a little funnier back then than it is now. But it's it's fine. It's good. It's good. I like it. I like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I like Restaurant at the end of the, universe, end of the Universe. Both good. Alex, what did you think of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Uh, no, no, not Hitchhiker's. Restaurant at the End of the Universe. Aruwoof. Woof. Woof. Enough so that we're reading the third book, I guess. He hasn't objected. Okay. Um, Yeah. Now, do we really have to do two more? I think four is enough. Don't you think four is enough? One more. more. Okay. One more to make it six. Fine. Do-do-do. This is so pathetic. Sam just said, isn't four enough? So he knows there have been four so far. Alex suggests doing one more instead of two. Which Sam again thinks means there will be six total. No Sam, four plus one is no more equal to six than three plus two was. Four plus one equals five. Just like three plus two. You are never going to get to six this way. Pitiful. Doo doo doo. The Legend of the Bone Knapper Dragon. Alex laughs. Okay, and Legend of the Bone Knapper Dragon is part of the How to Train Your Dragon series. Um, it is a short uh, that was released in... Okay, Legend of the Bone Knapper Dragon is part of the franchise, but it's a short it's only 16 minutes long. I counted it in my movie list because it's a short film. Um, and apparently, like it was, it was first released on TV on Cartoon Network uh, shortly after the original movie. Like the, you know, the original movie came out, then this came out. It was timed with the release of the DVD. Okay, um, it was it was a special feature. On the Blu-ray and DVD of the original *How to Train Your Dragon* film, uh, when that came out, um, and it's cute, I guess it's it, it, you know it, it has the characters from *How to Train Your Dragon*, and they go on a quest to find and kill this legendary bone napper dragon that one of the characters, Gobber, had had. Um, interactions with years younger and um yeah it, it's fine um i'll give it a thumb sideways um if you're watching through all of the how to train your dragon stuff um it's the second in release order i think it's also the is it the second in story order too alex yeah um and it's fine it's just a cute little short story it's there are parts of it that are kind of stupid. I'll be honest. I give it a thumb sideways. That's it. Um, you know, the, I, I. there are other parts of the series that are better. Like uh, some of the TV series that are after it, I actually like better than the movie. The I, I've, I, I've said before, I have not seen it end to end in order yet, but watching along with my son while he has, uh, and coming in and out of it. My favorite of the whole series is actually none of the movies. It's the television series race to the edge that is part of this. Um, uh, but you know, this, this short, was fine. Thumb sideways. And now we're done. Right, right, Alex? Uh, yeah. yeah. So more movies, books, other stuff, some other time. And, more news and other stuff and you'll get the like standard like you know Yvonne and I chewing the fat as our listener Peter called it um and uh us and Yvonne getting mad and me and Yvonne going back and forth oh, we'll hopefully be back to that normal kind of thing next week and I will promise right now next time Yvonne can't make it I will go back. I will do the traditional thing. What? I'll email a bunch of people and we'll get, um, we'll get a co-host and we'll do, you know, when I get a co-host like that, as opposed to just doing media and stuff with my son, um, we generally let them define the agenda on, on serious topics. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll do that again. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll shake it up a little bit. Uh, um and get somebody we haven't had for a while anyway yeah i should just make that rule whenever there's a co-host it can't be the same it can't be somebody who's co-hosted in the last like three times there's been a co-host or something so we always get a rotation last one last one time yeah maybe anyway i want you know i used to have a break that said if you are interested in ever co-hosting the show contact us and i'll keep a list and that's where you know, my, my existing list came from that, plus a few other people I'd been invited on, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you do want to co host, pay attention to the contact information I'm about to give and let me know, and I'll be sure to include you the next time that happens. Uh, be sure to give me an email because, like, one of the problems that like stymied me the this last time is I realized that some of the people that. They
1: use stymie too much.
0: They use stymie too much. Some of the people who I had, like, told, okay, you're gonna be on the list now. I don't have an email for. Like, I have to like contact them through Facebook or one of them I may, maybe only Twitter. And I don't do Twitter anymore. And so I wanna like anyway. Anyway, if you're interested, let me know. And now the stuff at the end of the show, the contact information, all that, uh go to hyphen corner dot com. You will find all of the ways to contact us. Email, Facebook, Mastodon, no more Twitter. Twitter is gone. Um, and uh, l- let us know that you will also find a link to our Patreon where you can give us money. Because we like money, as Yvonne says all the time. And it would be useful to help with some of the costs of the show. Um, costs. I pay for hosting. I pay for Zencaster, which I use to record. I uh, pay for Alphonic, which I... Is it Alphonic?
1: can you just find Which free I
0: use options? for... What? Can't you just find free options? Uh, we You know, I had some free options before, and they kind of stopped working or had problems. And so this combination of things has been working well, but they cost money. Now, they don't cost lots of money, but they cost money. So, you know, so we ask people to donate to our Patreon to help out with that if they enjoy the show. And um, if you contribute various levels... We will mention you on the show. We will ring a bell. We will send you a postcard. We will send you a mug. And very importantly, at $2 a month or more, we will invite you to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack, where Yvonne and I and various listeners are sharing links and chatting throughout the week and uh, generally having a lot of fun Uh, as you know, I I won't do the one big thing that was on the show that we haven't talked about thing, but I will go to the very last thing that came in on the Slack, which came in while we were recording, which is our listener, Bruce, reacted to some, you know, a a recurring theme that Yvonne and I have sometimes talked about are all of the things we could have been doing to make money that we haven't. Like, you know, Yvonne likes to talk about. the white
1: stealing from Amy?
0: No, not stealing from Amy. Like... Yvonne likes to talk about likes to talk about the White Noise podcast that apparently people are making lots of money off of. I can't imagine that'll last, but whatever. Uh, and Bruce shares: here's another genre that y'all have missed the boat on. And uh, the quote is: She usually starts work at 9 a.m. and goes live an hour later. Anya's TikTok live videos, which she calls Work Alone Together have earned her 100,000-plus followers, and um, it uh, links to an article in Fortune magazine. And it, I have not clicked through and read it yet because literally it came in a few minutes ago while we we're recording. Um, and it just says r- the headline is Remote Workers Body Doubling, in which they w- watch strangers work online. And without reading the article, I'm speculating here, the whole idea of body doubling is something that has been talked about a lot, uh, often in case of neurotypical folks, like especially ADHD and things like that, where for some people they find it really helpful and get more done simply if they are doing it in the presence of someone else who can sort of keep them honest. And if they start getting distracted, you know, it, it helps them focus because they know somebody's there um and so maybe this is that where you know you sort of watch each other you know, you, you you know that people are watching you and if you like start slacking off someone will notice and say something or whatever and I, I i don't know uh and so i've seen people actually set up groups to do that with each other where uh it's not you know like tiktok live is one person's broadcasting and then people are commenting and stuff but i've i've also seen people set up things with you know networks where you know you'll be like essentially on a a a a zoom call or a facebook uh, facebook you know something like a zoom where you can all see each other but you're not actually having a meeting with each other you're just all present when you know while you're working so you have company sort of um yeah so, and I actually can't read the D de- I clicked through the link. I was like, I should do diligence and click through, but it's, it's like paywalled and all grayed out being blurry because I have to sign up or whatever in order to read more. And I'm not about to do that. So I will let my speculation be enough. Um, anyway, that's it. Thanks everybody. If you've made it all the way through, we appreciate it. Alex appreciates it. Right, Alex. Okay, okay sure. Um, and, uh, Yeah, have a great week, and uh, hopefully Yvonne will be back next week, and we'll have a normal show. And I'm not going to say hopefully there are big, huge, catastrophic news events that dominate the news in such a way that we can't ignore them, because that usually involves bad things happening, Um, but maybe we'll be a little more focused. Or not. We'll see. Anyway, uh, if you have any thoughts on anything we said, again, like the feedback addresses are all on the website, com, And we really enjoy getting feedback and hearing what you think of what we've said, suggestions for the future, people who want to co-host, all this kind of stuff. And we will talk to you again next week. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Alex. Goodbye, Alex. You did that joke last time. You know that joke? It's actually like a Burns and Allen bit from like the early days of radio. George, George Burns and Gracie Allen. And I know this because it was many, many decades before I was born. So it's not like I heard it myself. But anyway. Good night, Gracie. Say good night, Gracie. No, No, he won't say good night, Gracie. He'll only say good night, Alex. Anyway. Good night, everyone. what uh,
1: it's night when they're
0: listening, oh did I say good night
1: yeah,
0: oh uh good night, good day, whatever is appropriate for where you are, or should I just for say good or when you are yeah whenever for whenever whatever's appropriate for when you are, or should Warrior. I or should I just say good riddance yeah <laughs> Oh, okay. Good riddance.